Hi, this is AJ Bingham, and I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Regions Financial Corporation. Regions is a different kind of bank, with branches serving Central Texas from Austin to San Antonio and the Rio Grande Valley. Regions can assist your firm with its M&A and investment banking needs, as well as specialty finance in the technology, healthcare, defense, and aerospace sectors. Learn more about Regions at www.regions.com, and you can find more information in the episode notes. Now on the show. Welcome to the BG Podcast, conversations at the intersection of business, community, and public policy from the Austin metro and around Texas. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com slash podcast and on iTunes and Google Play. Hello, this is AJ Bingham, CEO of the Bingham Group, and welcome to the BG Podcast. Our guest today is Alan Rayson, the Central Texas Market Executive for Regions Bank. Welcome to the show, Alan. Thank you, AJ. I'm, I'm uh, really excited to be here. Well, thanks, man. I know we've been trying to work this out for a while, and I'm glad we get a bit of your, bit of your time. Um, the, kind of the, the general topic today is around com- the commercial real estate market in Austin sure. and wanting to get a banking perspective on that. And, you know, you're someone I've known for a long time, and I'd love to have just get your thoughts on that, you know, just what you're seeing in the region and trends uh, going forward. Looking forward to it. Let's do it. All right. Well, just to start with that, then, what perspectives you know, are you seeing right now? Is What are you seeing in the Austin market? Yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, it is definitely a dynamic market. I mean, just to provide, maybe provide a little context on, on the lens that, that I look through mm-hmm. uh, personally. I mean, I have moved around a lot, grew up in a military family. So, you know, my mom was a Navy nurse. We moved every 36 months. Um, so have lived in a number of different places around the U.S., mostly on the East Coast, in the Northeast, here in Texas for a long time lived overseas in Japan. So point being, have seen, you know, seen a, a number of different markets um, growing up in a, in a bunch of different places. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I like to tell people Austin is the first place I've ever lived where I never want to leave. Right. I, mean, I think we all sort of feel <laughs> I like think that. I think it's a census, yeah. It's just a, just a great place. Um, you know, the city and the market, and I have responsibility for, for both Austin and San Antonio, so mm-hmm. I get to see that contrast. Let's talk um, about that, too. Yeah. Just on that end, with the, let's finish, but we'll go back to San Antonio, just the kind of our comparison. Yeah. Um, you know, for those, for those of us who kind of grew up you know, or spent a decent amount of time in Texas, I mean, Austin and San Antonio are very similar to Dallas and Fort Worth. I mean, Austin is sort of a melting pot, you know, Few people, it seems, are actually from here. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not your story, but yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you you grew up here, which it seems like you're you're one of the few at this point. But a lot of us, you know, transplanted and got here as fast as we can, and it's a bit of a melting pot. But man, San Antonio is just um, just as dynamic, but a very different dynamic from the standpoint that you know, there's maybe 50, 60 families that kind of dominate the, you know, the wealth landscape, the business, you know, business landscape. So it's a lot, you know, it's changing, but it's a lot more, you know, kind of closely guarded, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Austin, a, I, feel, I feel like Austin, I mean, there's definitely, there's kind of, there's, a, there, I think in any city, right, there's those established, if you will, families, right? Yeah. But comparatively, I think you're right, just when I look at I mean, Houston, Dallas, I mean, are all of them really, San Antonio. Yeah. That money's here, but just, I don't know if it's the influx of tech or what, or it's just, it's not a barrier. Like, you could be, you could move here in less than a year and, yeah. and succeed. That's exactly um, right. Versus in other cities, it just might be harder to do. And to your point, I mean, that's that's one of the beauties of, of Austin right now is that is that it is so fast-paced. Um, it has grown enough to the point where, you know, I think we're number 11 
I think we there were the 11th largest MSA in the country. Is mm-hmm. that right? Um, so it's a big place. You know, a lot of people moving here, a lot of business opportunity for all of us, um, which allows a number of different things to flourish. I mean, the the students that graduate from UT or St. Ed's or you know Texas State, like they tend to stay here, which which helps drive our economy because the because the opportunities are here. So mm-hmm. yeah, the government's the you know or the seat of the state government as yeah. well that helps. Um, one of the things you know lately, I guess because I know so many cranes in Austin, right? Or actually, you don't know them because they're so prevalent here. Yeah. For, forever it seems, and you know we're office in the middle of downtown. When I go to other cities, it's only the first time I really re- look around and see, oh yeah, there's no cranes here, and because there's, there's constantly building around here. Yeah. You can kind right. of sometimes hear construction some of the podcasts we're doing from the home office but you want to look at san antonio example right i mean they're i think they're one of the new builds they have going on is there is the frost not frost tower frost tower that that uh, one's built that one's built that's the new yes yeah, gorgeous but that was yeah. one of the first i mean the newest build i've seen around there just in being over there you know kind of periodically the last few some months condo projects yeah uh, you know going on um you know sort of in the in the city center area there's the pearl you mm-hmm. know which is which is amazing in in san antonio a lot of a lot of retail, a lot of dining, just a cool place to hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I would encourage, I would encourage people if you if you haven't spent a lot of time in San Antonio, you know, it's a great place to be. I know that's not the focus here, but um, you know, San Antonio offers a lot in in a lot of different Super things property. than Austin. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, <laughs> you can spend a you can spend a mill to get a condo condo downtown in Austin and get you know similar property for you know, 250 to 300K in, in San Antonio. So, mm-hmm. again, different dynamic, but, you know, both markets are really thriving. Yeah. So coming back to the Austin market, just, you know, what are the lens you're looking through? Looking through, I mean, what are you saying? Yeah. So so my role, um, I mean, I'm responsible for, for the Central Texas piece of a big bank, effectively, um, big corporate and investment bank. So Regions is now the uh, roughly the 12th largest bank in the country, given given some consolidation, you know, for example, the SunTrust BB&T merger consolidated the space down a little bit with two big banks coming together here pretty recently. But mm-hmm. you know, I look through a Central Texas lens. Um, we tend to do a lot of specialty finance, um, you know, types of types of transactions and and lending. So, you know, the lens that I look through is more specialty finance oriented so tech we do a lot of tech banking in in austin and san antonio what does that mean specifically uh we are we are providing we are generally providing capital uh growth capital into the tech space not so much the early stage tech space in austin but you know call it the uh companies that are maybe through a d round something like that Mm -hmm. have some positive ebitda um, Which stands for? I know, but yep, sorry, uh, so many, so many acronyms mm. in the banking. No, no one just rolls up your tongue. Man. I still haven't got it down. Know. Cash flow, basically, yes. kind of free cash flow. So you know, we want to, we being the banking industry, we want to see you know some multiple of free of free free cash flow that would ultimately be used to finance a transaction or pay debt back or whatever whatever it may be. So you know, kind of common benchmarks in the industry in the tech space or the healthcare space, which we're in pretty heavy, you know, obviously the government institutional space and in Austin, given the prevalence of the state government here. I mean, it's, it's nice to see eight to $10 million of EBITDA or cash flow um, 
on the on the low side mm-hmm. before we really start leaning in heavy on on transactions. Are you seeing a lot of companies? I mean, I mean, just in the last, you know, say the last uh, this last two quarters, right? I mean, how many have you seen a lot of companies really hitting that 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 Series D round and coming to y'all? And how that, how's that work? Are you, are you looking for companies or? Yeah, it's a great uh, it's a great question. I mean, it's. Um, Austin is among the most dynamic markets in the in the country right now. I, I do travel a, a bit, mostly mostly east of us. So, you know, Nashville, Austin, Tampa, southeast, Charlotte, southeast, kind of where where the region's footprint is. But you know, also have family on the west coast, so get out there fairly frequently. So, it is fascinating to see what Austin is doing, especially on the tech side. Um, you know, we're we're starting historically. We've had a bit of a capital void um, from the standpoint that. It was it was sort of hard for an entrepreneur once they you know once they got through a seed or a super seed round, you know to go put an A or a B round together. They typically could get some of the capital that they needed here in Austin, but mm-hmm. you know they would also go outside of Austin to the West Coast, uh, for example, or to the Northeast to put the rest of the round together. Yeah, I know for a long time. I mean, it's, it's shifting some last you know several I think the last decade, but before that, they had the big player was Austin Ventures and sure. that was like the only show in town. Yeah, you got um, it. And they, you know, they, they get, they, I think their major successes were HomeAway, now it's Park Expedia, yep. Bizarre Voice. Some but, very but, notable but, but just overall, I mean, you look at the ecosystem, it's it's definitely have matured significantly post Austin Ventures, but that was yeah. prior, you know, once you got past seed round, that was is kind of it, the only show in, at least in Texas. You got it. And that, you know, that was, that was a pretty, you know, that was a shock to the system. Um, when AV, you know, when AV um, uh, kind of vacated that, vacated that space in some in some regard, but you know, after after the market sort of absorbed it, um, it created a lot of a lot of new opportunities for fresh capital to come in here, you know, into a into a market that that had historically been dominated by by AV. Um, you know, so a lot of entrepreneurs had new opportunities to put capital together. Whether it be on the commercial real estate side, um, you know, or the or the software side of the tech space, mm-hmm. so it was, you know, initially it was a shock to the system, but now I think we're finding, you know, three, four, five years out that it's created a lot of opportunity, you know, for the entrepreneur founder as well. Yeah, and then within tech, are there any um, like sectors like you know, like I tie this into like bio or biotech, biohealth, just what's going on, just. Uh, I mean, just north of of uh, the central business district, with the innovate the it's the coming innovation district we're looking to build, right? Yeah. So like the ties, like I think Dell Medical School, UT Dell Medical School, will be a a cornerstone of that, right? The For whole sure. idea it's similar to a district they have um, hiking around in in, um, in Boston around Harvard or Cambridge, mm-hmm. and the idea it's like just kind of a yeah, it's just like a a defined kind of ecosystem area where companies and how that space can can fully kind of mature. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, we have we have all the right dynamics here. I mean, we have, um, you know, Texas invest, investments tend to be dominated, or they have historically been dominated in the energy space for obvious reasons, and the in the commercial real estate space. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's where a lot of the investment, you know, from a capital perspective has has gone over the last you know certainly in our in our lifetimes but you know now we're seeing some diversity in the you know in the markets here in texas we're seeing more you know more investment coming into tech uh, for obvious reasons in austin it tends to be more dominated at least from my perspective i mean 
it tends to be more dominated on the software side of tech. Yeah. So, you know, we're calling into virtually every company that's doing that, you know, that's operating off of a SaaS model, a lot of Marcoms. I mean, there's, there's seven or eight different slices of, of tech um, that, we have a, that we have a specialty in because we have gone out and recruited the bankers that, you know, have called into all these spaces historically or going, going to all the conferences, you know, meeting all the founders and entrepreneurs. They understand who's buying and selling and why um, and can really bring a lot of value you know, across those specialty finance verticals. Yeah. So, I mean, just along those lines too, what are you seeing? Like, let's look at the next five years in the Austin market, right? Yeah. What, um, I think biotech would be one of them, biohealth, but what other sectors you think are on the rise? I mean, really, well, I think there, there's some that are fairly stable, right? But what areas that you'd be, that your, your, your bank and you think yeah. others are looking out for? It's a great question. I mean, we, um, we tend to get pretty strategic about Austin and San Antonio. So we're, we're not trying to overlay a strategy across both of those markets because they are so different. So let me kind of comment on Austin and then maybe I'll comment on, on San Antonio. I mean, what we're, seeing in the, what we're seeing in the corporate finance space, you know, there's obviously a lot of noise in the, in the markets right now. Um, you know, a tweet will drive the, drive the market. I think we've all, we've all learned at this point, mm-hmm. you know, any information that we're getting about China um, and the, you know, the trade negotiation that's, that's underway there is really impactful to the market. I mean, we're, we're contemplating where, you know, in contrast to the 4Q of, of 18, where, we're, where we were seeing a raise, rising rate environment, clearly we're seeing, a, you know, uh, we're seeing those, those rate reductions already take place, anticipating more. Um, you know, this is my personal opinion, but it's, you know, it's possible that, that we could see a recession. I mean, certainly the inverted yield curve would, would point to one potentially in 2020, but. And what is that in a nutshell for people who aren't economic majors? Again, sorry. Thanks for slowing me down a little bit. I can, I can, I can make an educated guess, but I don't want to assume anything. If you look, and I'm, I am not an economist, but just a, you know, just an observer, obviously important to our business, but. You know what what gets looked at is the two year you know the two year rate versus the versus the ten year rate, and generally speaking, you're seeing, you know, a normal yield yield curve. You would see a two year rate, um, oftentimes significantly lower than a you know lower than a lower than a ten year rate. Mm-hmm. So, when that yield curve inverts or flattens out, where a two is the same as a ten, you know it it tends to it tends to signal. A couple different things in the, in the marketplace, um, you know, clearly some disconnection. But when that has happened historically, it does signal a you know it does signal a recession, even if it's a even if it's a mild one. It's a good signal of a recession. But in no way, you know, in no way am I suggesting that we're definitely going to have one. But you know, it's possible. It's everybody's. It's on everybody's radar. We tend to be pretty cautiously optimistic about the, you know, about the markets in general. Mm-hmm. Certainly, the Central Texas and Austin, you know, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston. I mean, Texas is poised to make a great run. Yeah, over it's, the course of the next ten to twenty years. Let's talk about San Antonio as well, too. Yeah. I mean, we have some clients based out there that have interest in Austin, mm-hmm. but I, I think you know a, a lot of folks. I mean, San Antonio, it's it's definitely been quieter in the scene, but when you have just I think people forget the amount of military or federal infrastructure that's based oh in the goodness, military. Yeah. That's there's, I mean, there's the you know there's Army, Navy, Air Force, but there's also NSA, yeah. 
you know, several, you know, civilian intelligence agencies have is, have um, operations there, FBI and everything else. There's a lot of, um, you know, I know Austin got the future, the Army Futures Command here about a year ago or so, yeah, and that's, right. there was a lot of fanfare around that, I understand that, but when you think of how much uh, just on the ground, I guess, military industrial complex is literally in San Antonio, Huge. and you can't yeah. sleep on that. On the tech side, too, the fact that it's cheaper, this cheaper space, you know, I, um, downtown and, you know, downtown and everything else, and they're actually making, you know, the whole deal with, with, with public or government incentives in San Antonio, the, the, the city and then Bear County that it's in have been making aggressive pushes to Huge. recruit businesses with, you know, uh, just you know, funding yeah. in a way that I think Austin, right? I mean, it's because it, we're such a draw for companies because of, I think our, our culture here, I know with our, with our council, there's been a kind of a hesitancy to, to give people money for pl- a place they're going to come to anyway. Yeah. Or not give people money, but give it provide incentives for a place, you know, that, that you want to come to already. Right. Yep. It, I mean, you're exactly right. It, uh, you know, we, we tend to evaluate, you know, just from a strategy perspective, we tend to, to really evaluate and understand the drivers of an economy. Um, you know, we talked about the drivers in Austin, tech, healthcare, government, institutional, and then this lifestyle economy that we have that's mm-hmm. driven by huge events. Uh, San Antonio is different from the standpoint that the drivers are, really a huge cybersecurity infrastructure. Uh, San Antonio positions itself as the number two cybersecurity market in the entire country, mm-hmm. clearly behind DC. Um, but you know, the number two cybersecurity market in the, in the entire US, which is important, obviously a huge military influence. Uh, you know, life science and, and biotech is huge in San Antonio, but you know, what's interesting is is the overlap between these quadrants in San Antonio, i.e. the cybersecurity and the military. I mean, it's driving a whole new economy that didn't necessarily exist 10 years ago. And, and what's powerful about it is that we're not necessarily talking about you know, protection of our personal financial information, our credit cards, things like that. While that is mission critical, mm-hmm. like we're talking about big time cybersecurity, you know, stuff that's in the national interest of like infrastructure attacks and you know, kind of things power grid the nation's power grids things like that i mean really really impactful cybersecurity issues are are being kind of tackled and, and dealt with in in the san antonio given that overlap of military you know defense aerospace plus cyber you know cyber tech cybersecurity Gotcha. And then, you know, I always hear talk, I mean, you know, kind of like your analogy with Austin, the Dallas-Fort Worth deal with Austin and San yeah. Antonio. I mean, I think you look at the growth. I mean, I don't, think, I don't know how, how much y'all deal on the residential side, right? But you just drive. I mean, I remember growing up and driving from Austin to San Antonio. And, you know, once you got past, you know, maybe Buda, there was, you know, it was this farmland or yeah. kind of pasture land. And now you go, 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 and development, 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 you know, all, you two new Bromfels and on, right? Yeah. And so eventually there's going to be, and there, there's been talk about this for a while about the kind of where we want to call that mega, that, that metroplex, kind of right? metroplex, the San Antonio, Austin, yeah. Austin, San Antonio exactly metroplex. Right. And I'm um, just interested, you know, just any thoughts on how that might, uh, yeah. I mean, that, I guess it's, it's, it's going away. The developments both sides are kind of slowly moving, moving where it's going to come there. Um, with your thoughts on how they might shift things in the yeah, market? Yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, I lived in lived in Dallas for about 15 years after you know after graduating from Texas Tech, we moved to Dallas. So, you know, got to see a lot of explosive growth up in that up in the North Texas area. 
in the metro, you know, the DFW Metroplex didn't come together overnight. You know, while it's massive now, I think eight, 10 million people live there. I mean, it was, it was years in the making. Yeah. In the, you know, whatever becomes of the San Antonio Austin corridor, effectively, we may see it in our lifetime, but, you know, probably towards the end of our lifetime yeah. you know, before it all really comes together. But, you know, in my, in my opinion, DFW has something pretty unique. They have a monster airport, you know, massive, massive airport. So there's a lot of, you know, economic GDP that, that is driven through a, through a massive airport. You know, the infrastructure with respect to the thoroughfares, 35, for example, is, is there. So, you know, they, they, have, they have some pretty unique things that we are migrating towards, but not there yet. So if you, you know, if you take the airports, for example, I actually love our airport. It's cool and it's got a great vibe to it, and I'm in and out of there a lot. But you know, we got a long way to go with respect to um, our airports, the routes that come in and out, in and out of there. You know, direct routes, for example, um, to a lot of key places are. We're certainly improving there, but we we have a lot of you know we got a lot of upside as we build out our our airports. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Antonio's you know same same drill in San Antonio. I mean, when you have when you have the infrastructure built out, the airports, the rail, the thoroughfares, you know, the interstates, things like that. I mean, you tend to drive a lot of economic GDP through through those areas. So while we are seeing explosive growth, you know, it's it's we're a fraction of the size of DFW. Yeah. Not that we want, you know, I'm not suggesting that we want to be DFW. We we do our own thing here, but um we got a lot of upside as the infrastructure continues to build out. Yeah, it's never a bad thing. So you're growing no, or dying. Yeah. Well, Alan, thanks for your time and your insight. Of course. Love to have back on the show in the future. I, I look forward to it. Thanks for the opportunity. All right. It's good to see you. Hi, this is AJ. We want to again thank our sponsor, Regents Financial Corporation. With branches serving Central Texas from Austin to San Antonio and the Rio Grande Valley, Regents can help your firm with its M&A and investment banking needs, as well as specialty finance, the technology, healthcare, defense, and aerospace sectors. Learn more about Regents in the episode notes. Thank you for listening to today's BG podcast. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com podcast and iTunes and Google Play. Subscribe to stay current on future posts.